Welcome to Tuesday, it's July 18th. Yesterday we began this conversation about the vine and the branches and the vine dresser and the fruit. What is the fruit that God wants to see in the lives of his people? What results of walking with God and having our life in Christ should there be? I'm not trying to should you into doing anything, but asking what would quite naturally come forth from our lives as followers of Jesus. Now, fruit is a beautiful image, a a beautiful metaphor that Jesus uses because it gives life. It also contains additional seeds, the potential for more life to grow. Fruit is often sweet and rich to the taste. Now, here's our text that mentions this fruit. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Now, many years ago, between semesters in college, I worked a summer job in an estate in Coconut Grove, opened by a prominent family, the Groveners. The name may sound familiar. That famous family had a strategic role in beginning National Geographic magazine. Their land in the Grove was next to two other prominent families as well. The Weyerhaeuser family, famous for timber, and the Fairchild family of David Fairchild, the famous American botanist that our local gardens are named after. One of the Grosvenor land on the Grosvenor land were plants grafted and provided as gifts by David Fairchild. They were given to his his neighbor, his friend. For example, there was one citrus fruit tree that would bear seven different kinds of fruit, from lemons to limes, oranges, and grapefruit. These plants were fascinating to me. On the estate were, of course, many different mango trees most brought from India, and others from other places in Asia. What was the difference between these mango trees? It was the quality of their fruit. Some mango trees produced small fruit with large pits, or produced fruit that the meat was very stringy. But among the mangoes were some that were delicious and large fruit, with wonderful texture and deep flavor. In many places in the world, These trees are developed for just one reason. That's it, the fruit. Now, just as our text says, God trains the vine and the branches, and they all have this purpose, bearing more fruit. Now, as we learned yesterday, Jesus has called himself the true vine. That is, the means by which the Father will bring this fruit, his fruit, into the world. How will the vine do this? Through its branches. That means me and you and all those that belong to Christ. Now, here is the important question. What is the fruit? Now, in Scripture, there are many hints. We learn in the New Testament, for example, about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's from Galatians chapter 5. These are character qualities that result from the work of the Spirit of God in the life of someone that belongs to Christ. 
showing forth this fruit makes it clear that God is transforming that person to show forth his glory and grace in the world. In the book of Proverbs, we find these words, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever wins souls is wise. That's Proverbs 10.30. Perhaps this fruit is the nudging of people toward faith in God. They're also all the results of the work of God in our lives. But returning to the words found in the book of Isaiah that we looked at yesterday, we find that the Lord has told us just what fruit he is looking for. Jesus does not even mention this when he speaks to the disciples, but because again, every schooled Jewish person would know. Here is what we are told. The Lord looked for justice, but behold, violence for righteousness, but behold, an outcry. That's Isaiah chapter 5, verse 7. So what is the fruit the Lord looked for? First, he looked for justice in the world. Now, justice here does not mean legal justice like the courts. It means the care for those in need, those in distress. This is the heart of God. The Lord loves the poor, and his people were known in the way that they were to serve the hurting and come alongside those in need. Living in justice, but instead of living in justice, they'd only taken advantage of others. And then there's the second fruit. This is righteousness. This is living in right relationship toward God and others. This is not legalism, but goodness in flesh and blood, in the way we live and how we act and what we say. But instead, Isaiah says, the Lord only heard moans of victims. Now, this passage in Isaiah is heartbreaking because Israel was to be a light for the nations, and instead they forgot their calling and lived just like everyone else. Now, of course, this is a challenge for us. We don't do good to the poor to be saved or to gain anything from God. No, we find ways to protect and help those in need because we have been loved by God. And it is in this way that the world can see and glorify God. Again, Jesus said, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus taught this in the Sermon on the Mount. So this is our calling today. And it's made possible because we're connected to the vine. This is the fruit God wants to bring into the world through his people. And it's why we've been given the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God to empower us to this work. Let's pray. Father God, work in us, we pray, to reveal your glory. Teach us the way of love in this great city in which we live. Cause us to walk in your truth. Lead us along paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Amen. <laughs>